0: So this is officially the first episode of the second season of the Outside the Boxer podcast. And if this is your first listen, welcome. We talk about crazy things here, but occasionally we try to get some kind of wisdom, some kind of learning done. So I don't know why this is the second season. 25 episodes just seemed good to me. I think I was getting better, and I'm hoping to to, to see progress from season to season. So maybe 25 will be my number. I'm not sure. Um... And if you think this podcast is bad, listen to the first couple when I first started. Hopefully I'm improving. But it's been an interesting few weeks. Um, The election happened, although we got no answers on it yet. But I haven't been sleeping really well, and my mind has kind of been in a funk. But that's no reason not to get done what you think needs to get done. I mean, our work, our production, our advancement, our growth, these things always have to get done. And our situations surrounding them aren't always going to be optimal. But what's important isn't that we only work or we only advance or we only grow when things are perfect because there's not a lot of time in our life things are running perfect, running smooth. Sometimes we got to just do whether the circumstances are good or if they are poor. And that's what I'm going to do today here. So welcome to the podcast. And today's topic, with the election still fresh in everyone's mind, I wanted to go right into abortion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not going there at all. Um, but with this podcast, some with this podcast, with this election, I, I I've just noticed some very interesting things, and it's on social media, and it just got me thinking: What are we doing on social media? Why do we all care to invest so much? Time into politics, especially on social media. So, I mean, if you go on your social media right now, you're going to see that half the people are celebrating, and half the people are are saddened, or maybe they're holding out hope that there can be a last-second win. And then there's a whole other group of people, and this is, I think, the greatest purpose of social media. There's a whole group of people that just keep making these fantastic memes. Now, one side thinks that they are not only winners from this election, but they are personal participants in saving the universe. And one side thinks that they were slighted and that their personal treasures were stolen by neer do I mean, there have actually been tears of joy and tears of sadness being shed over this election. But I noticed something else. With the debates on social media coming to an end, let me let me rephrase that. They're not debates. With the arguments on social media coming to an end, it seems a vacuum has been created. A giant space that calls out to be filled. And this call is great, it seems. And this call is persistent. And this call has a name. And that name, I think, is meaning. I've already witnessed posts from people who were arguing on social media now talking about how we can best solve COVID and I've seen posts from other people talking about now how we got to fight more than ever for our Second Amendment rights. And I see posts from all sorts of people that show us the way, I'm using air quotes here, the way, the right way, if we would just listen to everything they said. And once again, I've seen the meme lords doing their thing and keeping us all sane. So why do we crave such information? And, and to share it with the world on any topic. But, like, I'm specifically talking about politics right now. So many people have put so many posts and so much time into trying to... I mean, the, the intent is good. Trying to open people's minds. Trying to show people the truth. But if you would go out right now and ask anybody, you know, do you wish you had more time to spend with their family? Do you wish you had more time... you could spend working out more time you know helping in the community i think most people would say well yeah i just i never have enough time but apparently a whole bunch of us have enough time to adequately adequately research the ins and outs of election systems the ins and outs of foreign policy the ins and outs of how to best deal with a pandemic we have enough time for that but we don't have enough time for these other things and what's, what's the gain? And this isn't me pointing the finger at others. This is a reflection that I have noticed in myself. And if it's happened to me, I would assume at least one other person has happened to. I'm doing the same thing. Why are we doing this? I mean, prior to social media and the 24-hour news cycle, the world was still spinning. People still lived their lives. And what's even more interesting is that if you look across any possible measurement, the world today is in a far better place than the world from years back. I mean, we're still far from perfect, but I mean, during the Battle of Iwo Jima, we lost 1.7 times as many soldiers in 35 days than we lost in all of the Iraq War. In the 90s, the US doubled on average the amount of violent, violent crime that was occurring. Gay marriage wasn't even legal until 2004. Now, once again, we are far from perfect, and we have a long way to go. But overall, for the average person to be able to live their life and make a living, there have been far worse times than what's going on today. And even though there may be less trouble going on today, we see a lot more of it. It's played on our screens all day long, and it feeds the primitive parts of our brains. But yet, we don't look away. As a matter of fact, we look at it more. Americans spend an average of four hours a day looking at their screens, and some studies have shown since the pandemic that has jumped to six hours. Six hours a day. Why do we do this? The best, the best possible reason I've come up with is because I think, as humans, our spirit calls out to fight for something. It calls out for battle. Something deep inside us needs needs something to try to change something to try to better we need to leave our mark on the word on the world I think we need to have meaning in our lives and our lives require more than just clocking in and clocking out all right our lives need more than hope on Fridays and regret on Mondays we're meant to do something and I think deep in our soul we know this And whether we make ourselves aware of it or not, we desire using our energy for an actual purpose. And while trying to right all the wrongs of the world is an amazing purpose, are any of us actually accomplishing that from the safety of our phones or our computers? Are we actually getting out there and putting action to our our ideas? Or are we just sharing those ideas on our individual platforms? But social media gives us some sense of purpose. And not only that, it gives us people to interact with, all right? And our emotions get activated as we interact and engage in discussion. Our biochemistry changes when we read things that counter what we believe to be true, and we get angry. Our biochemistry changes when we read things that support what we believe to be true, and we feel comforted and righteous. The experience of emotions is perhaps the greatest drug of them all. I mean, imagine if you were watching a sunrise on top of a mountain with your closest person, but you took away the chemical responses of emotion. If you're experiencing that amazing scene, but you feel the exact same way you do now. Without the emotion and the the chemical response, the experience itself is meaningless, but experience emotion and chemical response, just experiencing that isn't justification enough for meaning. I mean, if we watch sports, and we watch TV shows and movies on Netflix, I mean, even pornography, these cause the same chemical responses, but do these events actually possess any meaning? People are addicts to all these things. And they're not addicts because the experience is important. You know, watching football, that isn't really an important experience. You know, watching a movie, these aren't important experiences, but we're addicted to them because we feel. All right? And at the end of our lives, I find it hard to believe that anyone will list, you know, getting through their favorite Netflix series as a major accomplishment in their lives. Now, that's not to say that entertainment in itself is without value. I mean, sometimes we got to just chill, and it's good to, you know, in some shows and stuff, we get a chance to work out the possibility of meaning or the possibility of of our own actions through a fictional world, but it doesn't have any meaning. And I put social media in, in that same category. No, a similar category. I think it's more dangerous because... In social media, we get direct, I don't want to say direct, we get indirect interaction between people, right? If I'm watching a show on Netflix, it's between me and a bunch of fictional characters. Or if I'm with somebody watching that show, that's the interaction. But on social media, we're getting interaction with people. You know, not direct, not face-to-face, but we're having interaction through our words and our, our conversations. And this election cycle, more than ever, I've witnessed people engaged in just Battle, verbal battle. You know, many thought this election was good versus evil. You know, socialism versus freedom. Truth versus lies. And let's just set all that aside. There, there may be truth to some of that. There may not. Okay, but the more important question is, is there any meaning behind these battles we engaged in? You know, the friends and relatives that we, we had great intellectual debates with during this election probably didn't change their vote. I'm talking from my personal experience. I I don't see anyone that I engage with changing their vote or their view. You know, the candidate or party that we spent time supporting and researching and, and promoting for, our greatest efforts probably didn't change many hearts or minds. And honestly, most of us behaved like absolute asses, including myself. And why did we do that? I think it's because we wanted the fight. We wanted... To make a difference, we wanted our lives to have meaning. We wanted to change the world for the better. And these are all great things, but were we doing, were we engaging in these battles for the bigger purpose, or were we doing it for ourselves and to get that chemical cocktail in our brains? I think we spend a lot of our emotions on things that are absolutely meaningless. I mean, when you weren't looking, when was the last time you looked at your, when they weren't looking, when they weren't looking. So when they weren't looking, when was the last time you looked at your significant other in the same way you look at your phone when you see that tweet that confirms that you are right? You know, when you're looking at that phone, it's like, I got it. I finally have the missing piece of information that's going to cause my brother-in-law to see how right I've been. When was the last time you've looked at your significant other with that much importance? You know, when was the last time you jumped up in joy? like you actually left your feet and you threw your fists into the air? Think about think about that. When was the last time that happened? Were you watching sports when that happened? Or was there something directly in your life, something with meaning that happened that caused you to, to burst out in emotion? We take our emotions, and our emotions are what give life meaning. We spend these emotions on on meaningless things, on, on other people's actions, on other people's battles. We spend these emotions on football games and political parties and watching shows that intrigue our minds and activate us biochemically. And we do this, I think, because that activation of emotions makes us think that we played a part and we did these things. I remember when Gladiator, you know, the Russell Crowe movie, when it came out in the movie theater... I clearly remember that there's a scene when Russell Crowe comes back to his house and his wife and child had been had been murdered. And I remember wanting vengeance. And I wasn't hurt. I remember wanting blood. But my family was fine. But watching that scene, my emotions didn't know the difference. My chemistry got fired up and I was physically prepped for battle. And sadly, at some level, I found meaning there but it was meaningless because I felt these emotions I actually was experiencing life but I was experiencing it through a fiction through through a a glamour through something that wasn't true at all I mean think about your average week be absolutely honest when do you feel deep meaning or emotion during an just an average week You know, you're going to work, you're you're, you're spending time with your family, your average week. How often do you feel deep meaning? I bet a lot of us, how do I say this? I bet a lot of us felt true emotion and true meaning a lot when we were reading political articles or just being on social media, right? Do we feel it at work? I mean, when you were, you were doing whatever your job is, did you feel like, man, my purpose, I am making the world better. I am, I am doing something of great importance. I mean, when was the last time, just think about, you, you went with your family or, or close friends and you went and watched like a sunset. I mean, it happens every single night. It's a daily wonder. It's a miracle that happens every day and I can't even remember the last time I experienced one. But man... Every day I'm on that social media and I'm getting all fired up. So we activate our emotions on matters that are meaningless. And our emotions charge us and they, they, they allow us motivation to do something different or to face something different. I mean, think about the hoops you voluntarily jump through the first time... You, you went on a date with somebody, right? Think about some of the pains that you faced. Like when you, you had a, uh, a nephew or a family member, a friend, like a little kid. When you ran to, to save them from something, they were going to fall on something and you ran across Legos. Like we face these things because these emotions, like we, we feel this hit of chemicals in our body and it caused co- it changes our actions. And these emotions, these, these biochemical triggers, they help us to take action. They motivate us through reward or through punishment. And I think we're spending these emotions on others. If the country, if the United States used half, used half of the biochemical reward system we, we spent on this election cycle and they used it on their own lives, where would we be? Would we have happier fami- families? Would we have children that felt more loved and, and thought about? Would some of us have maybe chosen to hunker down and improve our lives and the lives of our families? Perhaps we're, we're wasting these emotions. Perhaps we're wasting this reward-punishment system. I mean, to me, like I said, I, this is from my personal experience. I'm not calling out anybody. But to me, this election cycle got me to see how much of my day I'm just wasting reading and researching and, and taking in information. And none of this stuff was helping me or my family. I mean, there were times when I tried to justify it, saying I'm doing this for a bigger reason, but honestly, this wasn't helping my family, it, it wasn't helping the country either. No matter what side you, you side with, you know, spewing hate, pointing fingers, claiming that we are unfailingly righteous, these things are not bringing people together. They're creating enemies in our neighborhood, and they're creating enemies that don't have to be enemies. I mean, I noticed social media was triggering emotions that I felt gave my actions meaning. Now, I know many of us put a lot of importance on the winner of this election, and I understand that, but I don't think all of our research and work and and sharing of this information amounted To anything so let's all say that we didn't affect the election other than our, our votes but let's say that all of our actions all this stuff that we did on social media let's all just say that it didn't change any minds there are battles that need to be fought or let's let's not say fought there are battles that need to be addressed there's there's plenty enough to fight in this world. Let's not add more fights. So there's some things that have to be addressed. This election may have been thing something that had to be addressed. But these giant large scale battles they have an attraction to them that I noticed. And I think the tr- attraction is anonymity. Okay? Just being able to hide in these giant battles. I mean by by trying to work and make a difference on certain causes, we get these biochemical rewards that we need to feel like we have meaning. But if the cause is too big, I think we personally lose our identity in the cause. And I think that's some of the reason why we do it. You know? These causes, they're possibly very important, but if the size of them is so big that allows our personal behaviors and actions to be hidden and anonymous? I think that's part of the attraction. We all want to feel part of something. We all want to experience emotion and have chemical responses, but if our personal behavior is free from any repercussions or scrutiny, I don't think that's good. Without any personal accountability, we don't often change our behaviors. If we could eat all day long and not exercise and remain healthy and and looking fantastic, I think we would all do that. So when the cause becomes what's important over our personal behavior and interactions, I think we lose something. We lose the ability to grow. And a lot of interactions that I noticed on social media, especially during this election cycle, they were not good interactions, and we weren't really held accountable to it. I mean, we all have friends that have posted and posted an unfounded article or maybe they posted something like a quote that was taken out of context. We've all done it to a certain degree. You know, Some of us might be better than others, but we've all done it because there's just so much information to go through and to fact check and to, to make sure it's legit that we've all made mistakes. But nobody really cares. I mean, your ideological enemies will still think you are incorrect and they will actually use your error as proof of their own personal righteousness so that's not helping your cause strengthening your enemies and the people who are your allies they don't care either they don't care that you posted something that's incorrect you are still on their side and they're 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 happy for that so we lose accountability but we're getting a feeling of purpose still by engaging in these giant, these giant, giant purposes. And all the while that we're spending our time, which we we can all agree, we probably all think we don't have enough time. So we're spending this time to fight these battles that minimize our personal accountability. Often as we're fighting this, our homes, our personal lives are are in disarray. You know, personally, I have not been working out as much i've been off the wagon the last week or so i haven't posted a single podcast you know what i would consider to be a condition i want my life to be in i I, i'm not there right now and i think it's because i spent some of my time and energy fighting a battle that i cannot personally win you know i go on social media and i i would read or research and and want to know and learn. And like, these are all good things, but learning things that don't really have, make a difference, what's, what's, what is it? It's just wasted time. If I'm fighting a battle, I can't win, but that battle makes me feel good or makes me feel righteous or makes me feel um, a purpose of combating something else. It's easier to fight that behind a screen than the battles I have to look directly in the eyes, the battles that are right in front of me. And I think that's some of the draw with, like, this this need on social media to talk about politics. It's easier to fight that than to get my own butt off the, the couch and get to the gym. It's easier to sit behind that computer and, and research something that shows that, man, this is the... This is the silver bullet that's going to prove to everybody how right I am. It's easier to watch those videos than to get out and actually do something in the community. And would would our lives be better if we focused on smaller, winnable battles than these giant ones that are really outside of our own influence and power? Would our families and loved ones be better set up for their own success if they were watching us directly conquer the demons in front of us? instead of watching us get mad at our friends while we sit on the couch and yell at our phones, because that's what we're doing. I mean, these battles we're engaging in. Think about that. It's it's us sitting behind a screen and typing angrily at someone that we may know, but it could be someone we don't know and someone who, honestly, we're probably not influencing that much. And I've come to the conclusion at this time, personally, and this doesn't have to go for anyone else, but I've come to the conclusion that personally, I don't think I can responsibly handle social media. It's not helping my life or the lives of people around me. It's causing enemies to be made from people who I have actually been fed by. It's but enemies are being created from people who I have who have helped me move at times. Enemies are being created from people who have given my life true meaning, friends and family. Because they disagree in certain areas, they they have become enemies when they're not enemies. Now for work and for meme purposes, you know, I am still going to be on social media, but my plan is to get a, I don't even know what you call them, a dumb phone, you know, a phone where you can only talk and text. And I'm only going to bring that home, that phone into my house. Social media me, I'm going to try to just engage in only at work where at the very least I have accountability of other people's eyes and ears on me. And this isn't to say that anyone else doesn't possess the discipline and responsibility to wield the power of the sword of social media. But I would recommend that we all look around ourselves and at our circles. How many people have been cut by that sword that we're holding? I mean, how many true dragons and enemies have been slayed by that sword? If we have more good than bad, if our lives have been hurt and not helped by it, Perhaps we aren't ready for that power and responsibility. I know I'm not, so I'm laying down my arms. I'm, I'm just getting off it. I it's, It hasn't served me in a way that I think is worth the effort I'm putting into it. But that's just me. But think about it. Check how many hours a day you spend on social media. Could those hours be better spent elsewhere? How much effort did you put into this election cycle? And whether your side won or lost, did your effort change that? Are you are you happy now after, even though it's not the election's not even after, but are you happy now looking back at what you did? Would you have done it the same? Could you have spent that time better? I know I could have spent that time better. So Just think about that. Reflect on that. Social media is something that's, I mean, it's new in terms of just human experience with it, but I don't know if we're ready for it. I don't know if we're handling it well. Just think about that. Is your social media, besides the memes, besides the memes, the memes are good. Memes are what made 2020 worth living, but think about it. Is your social media helping you or hurting you? Are you, Are you trying to create meaning from something that is absolutely meaningless? All right, open your minds, be good to one another, and let's actually change our lives first so we can better go change the world. Enjoy your week, everybody.